Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the Elio Podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. I'm back. This is me. My turn. Welcome to the Elio Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. I am back. Please don't turn it off. I promise I'll let Brandon talk a lot. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here, as you heard already, with my co-host. He's he's here, too. I'm here. He's here. Seth is in the background on mute. Uh, you can follow Brandon on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Thank God you're back. I didn't think I didn't think I could miss you. Um, and that's no that's no uh, insult to to producer Seth over there. He he did a wonderful job, but man, hosting isn't for the faint of heart, man. Um, it's it, it, you do a lot for this. Um, I'm sure I'm sure the listeners just love me stroking your ego here, but uh, I'm happy you're back. I get nice. to do less again. I get to just be the color guy, which is definitely the uh, the more fun part. Yeah, if you asked me one more time today if i made now line <laughs> i was about ready to smash my phone uh yes and i did make an outline super quick uh and we we're going to talk about um linebackers the lbs and speaking of lbs somebody that could probably do with using a couple of them uh <laughs> oh no he was a cornerback i wasn't in high school, i wasn't gonna do that i don't mean it unfortunately sitting back there on mute i don't know why he's even here to be honest with you is our producer seth uh if you haven't already done it please do it block him on twitter it's at say top five it doesn't make any sense he tried to explain it two weeks ago it still doesn't make any sense s-e-t-a-h-5 i would ask him what's up but you know it is what it is what's up man i can see him on there he's he's talking on mute it's all good okay i'm just hope, i'm just hoping the kid doesn't say hi in the middle of this that's yeah he's he's watching his child for the first time more than a couple times a year he gets to do that so um brandon any updates anything going on around the around the program uh i mean the big one is uh tom allen's campaign to eliminate divisions i mean i, I haven't seen a coach get on a pedestal about something like this for a while now um, he did it during his, uh, his, ch- uh, IU chat, which I didn't attend, but you attended, um, from what you told me in the clips that I saw was, this was a big portion of his conversation. And then today he was at Huber winery, um, which has turned into an annual thing. And he spent a good portion of his time talking about, um, what the elimination of divisions would look like. Um, I think he probably led us into some conversations that maybe the Big Ten didn't want us to know. He said that the Big Ten would keep to nine games, so they wouldn't go and do what the SEC and the ACC do, which is um, eight games, that the Big Ten will stay with nine games, 
and that they would like to keep two protected rivalries. So for IU, that would be Purdue and Michigan State every year. No matter what, you're playing Purdue and Michigan State. From there on out, every year is a seven-school rotation. And after four years, um, if a player would stay in the program for four years, you would get a play in every single Big Ten stadium. Um, that So it seems like the Big Ten has sent out a proposal. I don't think Tom would lay this out if this was a conversation he had uh, with assistant coaches. Um, I think this is a very real thing that is getting put there across athletic department desks. Yeah, so when he started talking about that, so I was on a call, yeah, it was like one of us, it was one of like 100 people maybe. Um, it was uh, Scott Dolson, but there was some, there was some bigger name. I mean, Rhett Lewis was on the, on the, the call. Scott Dolson did a lot of the hosting and leading throughout the whole thing. Um, and he talked about it quite a bit uh did i think we would be followers to the pac-12 again no but pac-12 has instituted this i believe to start next year as well kind of a similar um program there as well so i don't care who we follow i don't care if we're following is conference usa still a thing uh i would i would take this it doesn't matter mountain west also took away with uh divisions Everyone's doing it. I mean, we, we joke about how Big Ten are followers, not leaders, but like, come on, man. Literally, everyone else sees the benefit of this. What are you doing? Um, you know, I mean, nobody wants to see Ohio State versus Iowa again in a championship. Nobody wants to see it. Stop making us watch this. Um, give the people what they want. So we've played... Uh, we being the collective Big Ten have played two. Th- when did they start the original? The original Big Ten championship game, 2011. Okay. So Wisconsin won the first two, and then Michigan State won in 2013. Then we switched to uh, East West divisions. Since the East West switch in 2000, actually, you can just call it in 2013. Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan. None of those games uh, were one of them. One of them was fairly close. Uh, but really, other than that, and that was like Iowa, Iowa, Michigan State, 16-13. Other than that, it's been a pretty dominant performance across the board. So um, it's... Uh, it's it's been dominant and it's it's in due time to get this done. So, um, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. And then uh, do, do we want to get into rumors? It's up to you. You you lead this thing. Do you want to get into to, to, to Twitter and message board fodder? Or is, is this is this journalistic podcast above that? Uh, give me an idea what you're talking about. Um, so spring football's done, right? Portal is closed, allegedly. Um, well, it, it actually, does it close June 1st or has it closed? Um, Seth says it's closed. I don't know. Seth says it closed. It, it either closes June 1st or it has already closed. So uh, the, the rumor, no one has said this that actually has any actual knowledge. But the rumor is Donovan McCulley has moved to wide receiver. Um, now I think everyone agree he's athletic enough to play 
wide receiver. Um, but that would be a bummer. Uh, you know, I think I think he went into an unfair situation. Um, I still believe I think we are all, including Seth, still big Donovan McCauley fans. That'd be a bummer if he made that switch after after one season and one true off season. But the um, but but the the old rumor mill is swirling. Um, I throw it out. I, I, I would love to see Donovan still under center. I think he can be a dynamic, dynamic player. Um, for, not just for IU, but just like, I mean, I think, I think he's got the tools um, to maybe even play on Sundays. Um, but that's certainly circulating. So if, if you've been off the boards because it's off season, that's what you've missed. Again, I think it's crap, but that, that is swirling as we sit here on May 25th. I mean, what do you, what would you rather him do? Would you rather him move to wide receiver and see the field and stay at IU? Or let's say Baz comes out and plays the way we hope he plays dominant starter for the next two minimum three years. McCauley's never going to see the field. So he's going to transfer. And so either he's going to go be really good. That's a, a good, I guess maybe I stole one of your randos. Maybe I don't know, but either a really good quarterback somewhere or really good wide receiver somewhere else, or he stays here and maybe he's great. I don't know. So we'll see. I mean, I, mean, I, think I don't we, think we it laid hurts. it out. We laid it out when we, we laid it out when we talked about quarterbacks, Bragg, get some five to 10 snaps for him a game. That's how you get him on the field. That's how you keep him involved in the program. But you can That's still how do you that. Keep him happy. You can still do that at wide receiver. No, I think you got to keep him under center. Well, I'm saying you can still keep him. So, Chris Covington. Let's use Chris Covington as an example. Yep. NFL linebacker. Linebacker. But we kept trotting him out at. Uh, I think he kind of tested a little bit at a different position too, and quarterback. And then finally, I think his senior year, they made the change, or maybe his junior year made the change to, to linebacker. And then uh, between him and Scales, he's the one that gets drafted. And uh, I, I just think, especially if you can keep McCulley on that side of the ball, I don't care if you, if you want to run him at wide receiver, run him at wide receiver. And you can still run offensive packages with him at quarterback. I don't see that being a problem. I'm okay with it. As long as he stays with the program, I don't care where he plays. He can kick field goals for all I care. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't know if he'll be as good at that, but we'll see. Um, yeah, that's all, all right. I got as far as updates. That's okay. It. Well, let's hop into the linebackers. Um, I kind of listed them and what I'm assuming maybe starts. I don't know. And Well, not really. I guess I didn't list them that way. I just listed them in the way I want to talk about. So we'll just uh, we'll talk with our boy. Talk about our boy, Cam Jones. Who? cam jones um so this is his last year finally I, I mean that in a nice way i just mean like he's he's been here for god it feels like forever uh and i'm not complaining last year coming off of what i would consider probably his best season 64 tackles 43 solo one sack two for loss one forced fumble one fumble recovery and two pbus so finished third on the team in in tackles and second uh in solo tackles that he played in 11 games, um, started all of them. So the, the dude's got tons of experience, really good player, in my opinion. Came back, I think, to boost some of his pro resume and maybe make a take a shot at the NFL. Um, 
Anything you want to add on Cam Jones? I mean, we don't know too many things about this IU team. We, we, we just don't know. Um, one thing we do know is Cam Jones is going to make some plays. Cam Jones is going to have an impact. Cam Jones is your anchor on defense. Um, I know there's Taiwan there. Um, so I, you know, there's probably a few anchors, which is never bad. Um, but Cam Jones is one of the very few known commodities on this 2022 Indiana football team. And uh, I think it's much needed, especially with Micah gone. Um, Cam, who has said he isn't the most, he's said it, coaches have said he's not the most vocal leader, but he can show with his play for sure. And I think Cam Jones, I don't think anything, and again, I, I mean this in the, in the best way possible. I don't think of anything particular as special. I just think of him as overall just a really solid, dependable tackler, dependable playmaker. Like he's just, he's a really good linebacker. I'm glad that, that he's back. Um, the, the only really other, other guy that's coming back with any sort of experience is uh, a guy that I have been, um, I've been on his uh, fan train for a long time. Uh, Aaron Casey, the redshirt senior, uh, appeared all 12 games last year. Uh, his first start of uh, his career, I believe, was against um, Rutgers. So uh, decent stats, I guess, for for just playing a few snaps, 25 tackles, 13 solo, one TFL, one quarterback hurry. So um, the kid's shown the potential. He's shown a lot of burst. He's shown a lot of uh, uh, get me out there, want me play. I mean, he's been stuck behind some some pretty good backers here for almost his entire career. So um Aaron Casey anything you want to add on him before we move on to some of the transfers in the uh man I'm I'm hoping for a breakout um for for Aaron Casey uh I, you we've talked about him for years I mean it's kind of like what Seth said last week about Alfred Bryant right or or James Head like we talk about these guys have been in the program now for three four years um they they look like they have the tools they're, they've been in the same system, just kind of waiting for the, the light to turn on. Um, and, and now would definitely be a, a good time as he likely slots in the day one starter. Um, I like, again, we're going to get into a guy that two guys that I think um, end up becoming more playing time. But I think just because Tom Allen likes to play his guys, I think Aaron Casey probably does line up on the, uh, uh, you know, the, the other linebacker lining up across from Cam Jones. Yeah. So the next two guys are, are transfers from pretty big programs. Uh, well, one's a pretty big program and, and one's Kentucky. So uh, Jared Casey, somebody that we don't know a whole lot about, to be totally honest, um, kind of been battling a little bit of the injury bug, I think. P- played in 12 games last year, so he, that was fine. But his freshman and uh, redshirt freshman year, were a little bit up and down redshirt in 2019. And then his, his technically, I guess his redshirt freshman year um, appeared in 11 games. So didn't see a ton of the field. So uh, Jared Casey, came out of high school, four-star recruit, three-star transfer, uh, according to 24 uh, seven. I think he's ranked as like inside the top 25 in the country and inside linebackers uh, based off his tape, a lot of speed um, can cover sideline to sideline. Again, an intriguing prospect, and just like really on the offensive side of the ball, these next two guys, I don't, I don't know what to expect other than 
um, you know, you're adding experience depth behind who we think the two starters are going to be. Yeah. I mean, I was pumped when Aaron Casey committed. Um, when was that? Well, that was during the season. No, it was January. It was early I'm January. Talking about Jared, uh, Jared, Jared Casey. Yeah. Go. I was super pumped when he came in. I mean, people, I don't know if people know this. He was originally committed to Oregon. I mean, th- this guy was a big time player coming out of high school. He has all the talent in the world. Um, he, he's an outside linebacker. So, I mean, he probably fills in for Cam Jones. So I don't know if he'll ever actually be the starter. But I mean, if your one, two is Cam Jones and Jared Casey, you got to feel very, very good about that position um, on the depth chart. That might be the best one, two punch um, on both sides of the ball going from Cam Jones to, um, to, to Jared Casey, that, that that's, that's really, really good. Yeah. I'd be okay with either one of the Casey's starting. Um, I'm not into the whole, we need a, a big beefy dude at linebacker with a five. What do we call it? A five, two, what do we run? Five, two, four. Um, does that add up? Yeah. yeah it's a five, two, four defense. The two guys in the middle. I want to have all the athletes. It's a, it's out a four. There. It's a four two five. But it's okay. Not Where is that what I life. said? No, you four, you said a five two four, which is four, backwards. Four, five, if you're two. going from four secondary, five two, four yeah. five two is what I said. Yeah, four four two five is what we run because you got to remember the husky position. Oh yeah, um, that's right. That's right. Is, is the fifth one in the backfield or backfield secondary? Sorry. That's right. That's right. So I uh, I just want the athletes on the field. So, I mean, if he, if he can tackle and if he can get side to side, I, I can't wait to see him. Another guy uh, that's got a ton of experience, um, brings in some pretty decent stuff from what used to be considered a major program. I don't know what they are anymore, but uh, Bradley Jennings, the transfer from Miami, Florida. Um, decent, decent prospect here. What do you think for his last year, Brandon? Yeah, no, I mean um... – he knows Big Ten football. He knows Big Ten football really, really well. Um, he committed to IU on uh, on December fifth. Um, his body is is again going to be that sideline to sideline middle linebacker. He's six two two fifteen. Um, he's going to get a lot of the duties of covering the the backfield or the running back out of the backfield. He's going to be um, the one you know needing to blow up a lot of those gadget jet sweep plays. Um, I think he's going to be asked to do a lot. Um, he's going to be the Micah McFadden replacement. You know, no one can replace him, but I think he's going to be get asked to do a lot of what Micah got asked to do around the line of scrimmage. A lot of the assignments that Micah had, I think is going to fall on Bradley Jennings shoulders. And if anyone was going to come in and replace Micah McFadden, I like a guy that's already done it for three years in a big 10 program. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, okay. Well, let's hop into uh, the true freshmen that are coming in. Uh, two of us, two of them are with the program now. And then Isaiah Jones um, is going to be a fall enrollee, but Caden Turner is the first one I've gotten listed here. Well, and I'll, I'll talk, I want to just talk a little bit more about the other one that will go unnamed because he scares me whenever I talk about him. Um, Caden Turner, uh, the, Freshman coming in from Fayetteville, Arkansas. I think we had a little bit of a scare late recruitment with him, Brandon. If you're not, uh, if I'm not correct here, where 
Arkansas tried to jump in late, throw an offer, thought for sure he was out the door, uh, hung on with us, um, really encouraging stuff with us, rated as a top 20 prospect in Arkansas by both ESPN and 24-7, um, all-state player, top 35 linebacker in the country. Um, again, but not super highly rated recruit, but I think um, a really solid player on film and uh, somebody that should bring in. Was, some, was he some our worst pop. recruit class-wise or uh, ranking-wise? I think he was very cool. I know he was our first recruit. Um, he was. And he 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 helped he a lot on the recruiting trail. He loves he loves IU, um, and again, literally all this guy does is put up stats. Cameron what, Perry was our our worst recruit, the um, wide receiver. If if you want a stat stuffer, that's who this guy is. I, you know, if an SEC school wanted him, that tells me enough. That takes his ranking and I crumble it up and I throw it right in the garbage can um, because if people don't remember Arkansas was good last year. Arkansas was ranked in the top 20 for a while. Um, wheels kind of fell off there towards the end of the season when they got in the meat of their schedule. Um, but if Arkansas tried stealing him at the last second, um, rankings don't, don't matter. Um, that, that means they think he's an SEC player, which means he's definitely a IU football player. Um, if he's an SEC player, um, I don't think this guy plays much this year. I don't think he plays much next year. Um, but this is a guy who his redshirt sophomore, his redshirt junior, and probably his redshirt senior year, he is going to lead the team in tackles. He is likely going to um, be calling the plays. He is likely going to be a team captain. Um, I know that's a, that's a pretty ballsy take, given he hasn't even played a single snap of real football yet. Um, but that's that's the kind of player I think we're getting in Caden Turner. Um, if Caden Turner's family is listening, uh, Brandon is not great with IU linebacker <laughs> um, breakdown. He said pretty much the same thing about Micah McFadden. So keep that in the back of your mind, uh, not to hate on Brandon's, um, you know, opinions of most players. But um from what I've understood, the only other strong take he's had like that has been on Mike McFadden. So we'll see. Oh, that's could be a very good thing. Uh, the other guy I want to talk about real quick that won't be here. I mentioned his name a little bit earlier. Isaiah Jones, um, a higher rated recruit. Uh, this kid's out of Ohio. Um, good size linebacker, 6'2", 215. Fits uh, exactly what we're looking for there. Um, top 20 kid in the state of Ohio. And Ohio is a, a factory as far as football goes. Um, really just us in Minnesota, as far as big time offers coming out. We talked a lot about him in the recruiting part of it. Um, it's been a long time and I've slept a lot since then. So, um, I I think what we said, and I think, I don't know if Seth said it or I said it, I don't know. One of us are geniuses. I'll take credit for it. Um, but he just looks like that guy, um, that lines up for Michigan state and is a red shirt junior. And is just mean. Yeah. Like he just looks like a mean dude that wants to rip your head off. Doesn't look overly athletic. Doesn't, you know, just doesn't really kind of have that stereotypical linebacker body, but he looks like a guy that will rip your helmet off. Um, so Seth's pointing to him. So he's taking credit for, it. I think I said it, but it doesn't matter. Um, I think that's what we're getting with Isaiah Jones. I think we're just getting a mean dude who loves football. Who's going to hit really hard. Yeah. Okay. So I saved 
the best for last. And I'll tell you why he scares me. Um, we got it. We got to be good. I think this year, I think just based off of what his brother's already done youngest brother. And I think he's got to see the field. And I'm talking about Deshaun McCoa. Um, six foot five, 223 pound freshman. Again, they list him at linebacker on the official roster. Brandon, we, we know he's going to be all over the field. Safety, Husky, linebacker, D end. He, he's got to be out there. He, if this is the best playmaker we've had on defense, at least based off of tape and rating and everything else for ever, maybe. Yep. Yep. Um, so when I say he's scary, he scares me because it's very exciting. Uh, and this kid could be incredibly special. Uh, what do you want to add for him? It took so much for me not to talk about him last week during our edge rusher, because I think that is going to be his position. Um, But I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. I don't know if there is more to say. You kind of let him pick where he wants to play. Yeah, We can talk about him next week, too. I don't don't know if you want to set that precedent. Tom Allen doesn't seem like a guy who wants to set that precedent, but I'm going up to him and like, what do you want to do today? Oh, you want to play safety? I go play safety. Oh, yeah. you want to play middle linebacker? Go play middle linebacker. You want to go rush a quarterback? Go rush a quarterback. Um, Who's he remind you of if, when I think NFL former kind of uh, somebody that kind of revolutionized? Actually, this sounds weird to revolutionize the NFL this late um, into its development, but does he not kind of ring Isaiah Simmons quite a, quite a bit? Yeah. I mean, just somebody that you just put him somewhere and just let him... He'll know where to go. Just let him roam. If he wants to to drop back before the snap, let him drop back. If he wants to rush off the edge, if he wants to switch sides and follow the the tight end, the dude is everywhere and is just a pure playmaker. So I'm hoping just even a resemblance of that uh, would be great. To build off, not only just not one, to keep him happy, but two, what Seth and I have hit the last two weeks. We might as well make it three weeks in a row. Um, I, our, our upperclassmen are great. We have some great freshmen. In order mm-hmm. to be really good in 2023 or 2024 or 2025, you need to develop. And you, and you don't develop playing seven-on-seven seven during practice. You develop on the field. Um, Tom Allen has built really good group of freshmen, really, really good group of redshirt freshmen or sophomores. You got to get those guys to see the field. Um, McCullough falls right into line to the same thing Seth and I hit on the last two weeks. You get him on the field because the more he plays this year, the more plays he's going to make next year and the year after. Um, which again, Michael, I don't know if you, you listen to the pod, but like our, our win ceiling is probably eight wins this year, probably more likely around six or seven this year with a group of freshmen and sophomores that are in. That's a potential 10 win team, right? Mm -hmm. But in order to get to that 10 wins, the freshman and sophomore have to play. Um, And, 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 you know, McCullough is a perfect example of that. And and we've covered the other guys the last two weeks. If you haven't listened, Um, go go ahead and check those out. But um, you got to get these guys on the field. Um, One, to keep them happy like McCullough, but two, because, um, you know, you're building towards something. Yeah. Definitely go check those pods out. They don't have me in it, so they're a lot more fun. Um, speaking of fun, people like to run for fun, Brandon. Did you know that? 
Not um, me. I'm not one of them, but I do enjoy wearing cool gear, whether I'm running or working out or t- attempting to run. And you know who sells that? The Monon Track Club sells that, and they sponsor our podcast. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about them real quick. MTC is what they go by. That's Monon Track Club. They're Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details for their club runs, dude. They do club runs all the time. I don't know if they do it in the rain, I'm assuming so, because, again, they're just a bunch of, like, super athletic, cool dudes and women that like to run. And it, I don't think it matters if it's cold, hot, rainy, whatever. Check it out. It's on the Instagram. It's on the on the Twitters. It's on the the MononTrackClub.com. Just check it out. And they've got really cool gear that I hinted at at the beginning. Shirts. You don't really need a hoodie anymore. But they got the koozies for the beers, for the for the uh, for whatever you guys drink that run on a water. Um, the little Trulies, like whatever you know. They've got the koozies for that. They got the hats. They got the pennies. They got the shorts. You got shorts. You got, I don't know. Maybe we get some shorts. Garrett, get some shorts. As a thank you to our listeners, they're offering 10% off your order. You can use this as much as you want, guys. I think. Tell your friends. LEO10, LEO10 at checkout. If you don't like running, maybe somebody else does. Tell them about the website, monontrackclub.com, LEO10, get you 10% Father's off. Father's Day is coming up. That's right. Dad likes to run, get him something. Your dad yeah. likes to drink beer. Get him a koozie. Get him a koozie. Get him a hat. Get him like whatever, dude. It's cool logos, dude. The logos are cool. They got all the cool brands the kids are wearing right now, like Nike, stuff like that. I don't think that's the only one I can think of. Um, so yeah, <laughs> just check it out, man. It's really cool. They got soft, soft shirts. Big thing for me. Soft shirts are nice. All right, let's get back to the show because I have totally derailed it. Um, Brandon, what are your randos, bud? All right. Do you want to start with the IU randos or the non-IU randos? Let's go IU into into non-IU. Let's do that. Okay. Perfect. So you've butchered it a few times. We run a 4-2-5. How important is the linebacker position to the success of this defense? And I think that's a – I'll let you answer it, and um, then I'm going to follow up why I think that's a really nuanced question. I mean, I think it's very important. I mean, I think there's a reason why we know the names of the last, I don't, since Tom Allen's been here, the last four or five starters at that position. Um, I mean, is it because there's just two of them or is it because they're really good? Mike McFadden, T. Gray Scales. uh, I don't know if, did Oliver play for him? Marcus Oliver, you've got... um, Cam Jones. I mean, it's, you just go across the board where you've got all these starters. I mean, they all started forever. So <laughs> there's only not that many to name. Um, so I, I think the linebackers are important. Are they the most important piece? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so I think, I think they're the least important if we're looking at modern college football, we talked about it last week, edge rusher, I mean, literally, an edge rusher just went number one overall in the NFL draft. We said cornerback, again, you, in, in college football, you cannot have a weak secondary. I think specifically in the 4-2-5, it's the least valuable position, but I think we've done a really good job. Like, could you imagine? I mean, look at the defense. Look at the Cincinnati game when Mike and McFadden went out. 
Um, I, I think it's a very important position and it clearly has an important role in this defense, but I think as a position group, it is the least important. Um, Overall there. is what you mean. Yeah. Correct. On this defense. Yeah. I mean, this is based on what we've seen the last two years. This is the pass rush. Yeah. And it I mean, shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't, but it absolutely shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, I do agree that it's important for us. Is it important for everybody else? No, not as important. No. Yep. Um, so my next question obviously is a McCullough question. What are any predictions like, are we talking, is it a fair to say, I expect a handful of turnovers and 50 some tackles from this guy? Is it, oh man. It, okay. Two, well, the, two, two, you know, maybe two fumble force, two fumble recoveries an interception and five tackles a game. Is that a fair? I think year? so. I mean, I think so too. If he's going to see the field though. I mean, we just, we never know with Tom Allen and, and true freshmen. And, but I mean, if the talent's there, he always plays them. So yeah, I would say, I would say that's pretty fair. Yeah. Seth, you're shaking your head. Uh, you you think um, the high. turnovers thing is probably a little too high. Oh no. I think you're spot on. I think that's a great season. I think that's something to build on. My problem is if he has any problem seeing in the field, I think that I think you guys have bigger problems going on and that's my fear. So I think, I think he should be playing day one first down uh, in September, but that's just me. Yep. All right. Um, last, last IU related question. Um, take out McCullough, put on, or, you know, get out your uh, thinking caps. Who has the best career? out of the rest of, you know, eliminate Cam Jones too. Aaron Casey, Jared Casey, Bradley Jennings, Caden Turner, Isaiah Jones, who 10 years from now out of those five is, or out of those six is going to be the best Hoosier. Hmm. You know me, I can never make it like a, a scratch pick. Give me uh, give me Isaiah Jones on that. Just because I think that the two transfers, I think Bradley Jones, I also think that Jer- uh, Jared Casey, they've had their chance and they've not, they've been okay. They've been good enough. I have pretty high expectations um, for what they can do this year. But I, I think starting new, uh, I, I like Isaiah Jones. I like the way he looks on film. I think he's going to be a good piece. Yeah, I'm going to take Caden Turner, obviously. Okay. All right. All right, ready for my non-IU questions? Let's do it. What is the number one thing you missed about podcasting with Seth and I, and what's the number one thing that you didn't miss about podcasting with Seth and I? Um, I didn't miss... Uh, I don't know. What did I not miss? I didn't miss the work that goes into it, I guess. Um, especially after we're done when I have to post it and all that stuff. Uh, what did I miss? I don't know, man. I, I enjoy this little hour or so that we get uh, once a week where we can just chill and, uh, you know, put all the responsibilities of life to the side and hopefully um, you guys hopefully entertain some, some people that want to listen to it. So yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that was the answer is, you know, you miss the fans. That's come on, man. That's the podcasting number one. You always, you've never seen an award show. You always think the fans. Well, I mean, I, come don't, on. I, have, I don't have any. So, <laughs> all right, that's it for me. All right. Good deal. Seth, you got anything in your sack there, bud? Uh, the only thing I want to clean up in my sack is the transfer portal closes May 1st for people to enter the portal, but I believe you can sign on to a new team pretty much any time. Um, but you may have to sit out all of next year beyond June 1st. I could be wrong about that, but so the window works a little weird. Um, and that's all I got. Awesome. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I was just watching Mike and McFight, McFadden highlights. There's a 15 minute video on YouTube right now that I was just watching while you guys were talking. Um, Future giant. Great. Mike McFadden. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with a team that I give zero craps about. So, um, all right. Well, speaking of craps, we are done with our podcast for today. Um, be sure to check us out, man, on and women on uh, Twitter. It's at podcast LEO. Uh, be sure to download, rate, review, follow, tell your friends. Tell, I mean, tell everybody, dude. If you, even if they like IU basketball and they want to get into IU football, I feel like we don't we don't take it that serious. And we're a decent amount of information, do a decent amount of research. So, um, and hey, even if you don't like us, just throw a review on there, five stars. Say you guys stink, real bad. So, um, we'll continue stinking next year when, or next week. Sorry to get your hopes up. Uh, when we talk to you guys about the uh, defensive backfield, and uh, we'll talk a lot of Taiwan Mullen and his brother. Uh, until then, we love you guys. Elio. 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 Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day, and Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio. Elio.